Thank you for listening to Culture Convo Cocktails. This is your host, Chuck Ghost, strategic advisor at Social Chorus. This past week was IEBC World Conference in Vancouver. I had the privilege of being there and recorded a couple episodes with some industry veterans and voices while in attendance. This episode is with Mike Klein from Changing the Terms. If you want to hear the other one, just go back a step and listen to Michael Nord. But both great conversations. I think you'll really enjoy this one with Mike Klein. Well, next up on Culture Comes to Cocktails, we've got Mike Klein. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, one of the questions I asked the earlier guests, and I'm curious for you because I don't know the answer to this. Have you kept track of how many world conferences you've attended? I haven't kept track, but I've kind of boiled it down to six. Six of them. Do you remember the first one? I was a volunteer at one in Washington, uh-huh. and then I attended one later in Washington. I've attended two in Vancouver, uh, two in Toronto, mm-hmm. one here in Vancouver, um, one in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and um, somehow I think I've been to an additional one, but <laughs> I may have forgotten that at the Canada party. And then people are hearing an American accent, but you do not live in the U.S. You live abroad. No, I haven't lived in the U.S. Um, full-time since um, 2003, and I actually left initially back in 96. Mm-hmm. And where do you live now? I live in Delft in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. and I've been an IABC member, activist, agitator, board member, regional board member, and most recently regional chair, off and on since... 2001. And what does it mean to be regional chair? What does that mean to someone? It means a different thing to whichever region you're in. Some regions are in better shape than others. But it means ultimately to be an advocate for IABC, IABC membership, for recognition of IABC as a force for good in across the range of communication Mm -hmm. industries and also as a natural home for many internal communicators out there. Mm-hmm. IBC is not an internal comms association, but it has a very strong internal comms thread to it. Mm-hmm. And as the world becomes inclu- increasingly aware of the importance of internal communications, the internal dynamic to the external performance and messaging, I have a sense that IABC's time is really about to come. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people associate World Conference with IABC and vice versa. They, they bring those two together. For somebody who's never been to a World Conference, it's a bit of an investment. It, it's, it's a substantial investment. Financially, time commitment. Why do you, you've said you've been to six, maybe plus one more. What do you get out of it's it? It's probably six. <laughs> I, what I get out of World Conference is a number of things. I mean, I've had the good fortune of speaking Mm -hmm. or um, having an actual role at most of the world conferences that I've attended. Um, And so that certainly defrayed some of the expense involved. Mm -hmm. Um, But but that stuff is earned as well. Mm -hmm. Um, One year I was actually a blogger in residence. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I remember that. I forgot about that. Yeah, I I just basically blogged every day and um, helped put what what was being said into an IABC context that helped put IABC into a broader context of the world communications game, the world communications Mm -hmm. community. Uh, Most of the time I've been a speaker. I'm currently speaking on the four dimensions of internal influence. Mm -hmm. And internal influence is something that's, you know, really at the core 
of my offering and also of what I speak about in my blog, Changing the Dirt. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's an immense diversity and cross-fertilization that happens at world conferences that don't happen, that doesn't happen at other conferences. I mean, we had, we, you know, we've got more than six, 60 people from Asia Pac alone here. Mm -hmm. You know, massive turnout um, from a very far place that's come here because they know World Conference is the place to cross-fertilize with, with leaders and agitators and committed professionals from other disciplines. Now, this always makes for bad audio, so I'll do the best my scribe. You wearing a button that says, I love advocacy on it. What's, what's the, the intention it's, behind it's, that? You know, even though it was supplied by a vendor, it's something that I'm co-opting. I was on the IBC Advocacy Task Force back in 2007. I remember doing conference calls at like 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night. Mm -hmm. I had just moved back to the Netherlands, and it was still as light out as it was at 5 o'clock in the afternoon here in Vancouver. And so I had this enduring members, memory of being on the IBC Advocacy Task Force mm -hmm. 12 years ago. But also advocacy is a huge part of who we are as communicators. Because as at, you know, we decide what to talk about ultimately. Mm -hmm. Whether we talk about IBC, whether we talk about you know PRSA or other national associations, whether we talk about um, our work, whether we talk about our own viewpoint per, as it pertains to that work, it's advocacy that drives conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, influencers are asked. Ambassadors or leaders, they're asked to communicate on the back of their organizations. It's only the advocates who really initiate conversations. Mm -hmm. And do you think this is something that companies just aren't quite grabbing onto the right way? Are they using the wrong terminology? Does the terminology oh, not the even ter matter? The terminology that, that organizations use to describe the conversations that take place within their walls does not work except to the extent that it tries to help them maintain control of those conversations. Mm -hmm. So when you call a bunch of people who are ambassadors, who have a formal role as, as representatives of the organization, you call them influencers, you call them advocates, you're actually hijacking the initiative, hijacking the agency from the individuals in the organization who are actually willing to do, to go the extra mile to support mm -hmm. what the organization is trying to do. And I don't think it's intentional. I don't think that there's this big grand linguistic conspiracy, that, you know, out there <laughs> to use the wrong terms to screw up the right thing. Right, right. But if you used a somewhat more rigorous vocabulary and you identified these roles, and this is the talk that we're giving at World Conference tomorrow, that you'll have a lot more leverage to get the right people saying the right things at the right time mm -hmm. and reduce the noise. Mm -hmm. And what do you find out, you know, we, we were both in a session earlier around where do employees get their information, where do they trust information, where does that conversation fit then within this, these four dimensions that you're talking about? Well, that, that's, that's an excellent question because employees get information from really three different sources in the organization. They get it from ambassadors, they get it from those who are representing the organization, whether it's managers or whether it's official internal communications or whether it's um, you know, somebody in senior management you know, articulating a particular position. They get it from influencers because 
you know, when, when, the, when the ambassadors speak, when the hierarchy speaks, people go to the influence and say, what in the hell is he talking about? Is there any truth to that? And the influencers then go, depending on how well-briefed or ill-briefed they are, says, yeah, I heard something about this, and it does kind of make sense, or does this mean that A, B, and C that I know mean that D is about to happen that I right. need to talk about? You know, the influencers are great at putting, creating sense, but they're also great at spreading rumors, especially when they haven't been briefed properly. Right, right. So let's, I'm going to ask the, the same kind of question, but two slightly different themes. We don't know where World Conference in 2020 is going to be yet, or at least hasn't been officially announced yet, where it's going to be. Right. He's making a blowing sound, maybe slightly windy if people are yes. understanding that. Uh, if we were sitting across the table then, what would you like to see happen in this advocacy conversation in the next year? Well... I think the advocacy conversation is a web of conversations. There's the conversation about advocacy for the internal comms profession. There's a conversation about advocacy for different tools, approaches, values. There's a conversation about advocacy for robust ecosystem mm -hmm. within our profession. And that's going to need to come from individuals, it's going to need to come from vendors, it's going to need to come from players. IABC, PRSA, national associations can help convene that conversation mm -hmm. on a global, national, regional basis. I mean, the associations are most valuable, from my perspective, in convening and mobilizing the conversation that's out there rather than trying to own and control the conversation. Right. I agree. I agree. And then let's say we're sitting having that same conversation at World Conference next year. What would you, and this has been a great event so far this year in Vancouver, what would you like to see a little bit different in 2020 or maybe just a new angle or discussion happening in, at IBC World Conference well, next year? Aligned with the views of former IBC Chair Michael Ambjorn, I would like to see a big chunk of this conference, a big day, maybe Tuesday, given over to an unconference, mm -hmm. actually to get the people of this profession to engage, to formulate, to decide the next conversations that we're going to go through. I mean, the thing about World Conference that makes it a strong traditional conference is we've got great speakers, we've got great locations, and we've got you know a large group of delegates who are here mainly to consume that information. I was told that 57% of the, of, the, of the participants in World Conference are new. That's great for the revenue, that's fantastic for revenue, but at the same time, it also sends a message that the people who drive the conversation in this industry aren't all here. Mm -hmm. And we need to do something to get all of us into the same room, working together as well as competing. And for those that aren't familiar, what, what is an unconference if somebody's never been a part of something like it, that? It's also, it, it, uh, there's similar types of um, event that are called open space, which I'm particularly passionate yep. about. But really what you do is you start at the beginning of a day. Yeah. Everybody introduces themselves. They say why they're there. You have a meta topic. And then people set up their own sessions. Mm -hmm. You have a big registration thing on the wall, you want to have a session, you sign up there, lead a session. You want to have 
you want to attend the session, you sign up to attend the session. You go to the session, you don't like the session, you walk out, you go to another session. Basic rules. The right people are there. Yep. You're free to leave. That's the law of two feet. And when it's over, it's over. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine with a conference with so many new people, that could be intimidating for some if they've never been in this environment before. It, it can be intimidating, although it can also be very welcoming. Mm -hmm. And what I found is once it gets started, people say it's the best thing they've ever done. That's good. All right, so let's wrap this up uh, with a cocktail recommendation. Now we end every episode of Culture Comes and Cocktails. So what is your favorite cocktail, favorite place to get a cocktail, or favorite cocktail at a certain place? All right, well, my favorite cocktail is pretty simple. I like a Canadian and soda, so <laughs> I can't imagine a better place to get a Canadian and soda than in Canada. And in fact, they even had one on Air Canada once. They gave us Crown Royal. It was fantastic. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Mike. You're welcome. If you enjoyed what you heard from this episode and want to check out others, find Culture Comes and Cocktails on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And when you do, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. This has been Culture Comms and Cocktails, internal comms served straight out. Thanks for listening.